Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening. That's weird. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Today is Sunday, July 31st. I'm your host, Robert Brining, and today I'm joined by the fabulous Jeremy Dunn. Jeremy, how are you? I, I'm fantastic. I'm just thrilled yeah. to be here, actually. Yeah, I'm thrilled to be here. I haven't, I haven't talked to you in, a, it feels like, two weeks, right? I know. It's been a couple of weeks, hasn't it? Yeah, because yeah, Jack filled in the last two Sundays, and then when we did the special show on Tuesday, Jack filled in. Jack was like, I think I had enough of you for one week. Is that what <laughs> we, he said? We, yeah, we did three shows together. He's like, I think I had a lot. He's like, it's the most we've ever talked. I was like, yeah, tell me about it. So it was kind of cool. <laughs> but, you know, he's so busy with stuff, so. Um, I know. Be be cool. Isn't he, like, doing the A-list or something like that, or he knows people on the I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going oh, on. Oh, I'm sure. There. I'm sure. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay. So what have you been yeah, up yeah, to? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you wearing? I'm actually sick. Um, I have a cold. So does that congestion. mean you're not wearing anything? That uh, means I'm um, in clothes, like usual. What kind of clothes? You know, one of the things I was thinking about doing, but I'm kind of hesitant to do it now because you get dirty like that on the show. Um, but I was thinking um, we could do something where we could broadcast live and people could actually view us. <gasps> as I would speaking. love it. So that means you would actually have to put your face on. I know. God. So that may be something that we're going to do um, in the near future because we are taking uh, the month of August off from the show. So we're making we an are? announcement today. Yeah, we're going to take we the are? month we're of August off. We're taking the whole off. month off? The whole month. How, that's, whole, that's very weeks. European of us. You know it that, is. right? It is. We're taking a summer break. We did it last year, um, yep. but I think we did September last year. So we're taking the month off just kind of to give us a little bit of a break to refocus and put things in order. And one of the things I'm thinking about bringing back is some sort of video that you guys will be able to view us uh, during the show. Um, so that's something that we can all look forward to. So oh, God, that means I have to set up a whole set in here to make it look like a radio stu- studio. Well, not really. It depends. Oh, yes. we'll it's just, I, it's just I am, you know, an idea we'll play with. Well, I'm totally going to go now to the, um, to the Mac store and get the old-fashioned microphone thing that they've got there. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, that's so awesome. our, our, I think we're broadcasting, right? Because somebody says they can't hear us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're are live. We, are we live? If okay. you can't hear us, refresh. Yeah, if you can't hear us, you may have to refresh. If it's your first time listening, um, because you're um, a friend of Mike or uh, you know him personally, um, thank you for joining us. In order to participate in the chat room, you guys actually have to join Blog Talk Radio and create a profile on there, and then you'll be able to chat. If not, you can just be a guest and you can watch. Uh, we'll take questions from chat. You can call into the show. Um, throughout the hour and ask questions uh, to our guests or for me or Jeremy. Um, we're here every Sunday, and what we do is we give a place, a space, an hour for people to share openly about living with HIV. It's kind of giving the voice back to our community and allowing us to speak out. Um, we have all different kinds of people on, so you're more than welcome to check us out every Sunday, and you can download any show, including tonight's show, on iTunes. I love cool. iTunes, and it's free. iTunes is free, and it's wonderful. I love it. Yes, I thought it was fabulous. So so Harvey in the chat room is sitting there watching Hurricane Emily. Oh, sounds like fun. Hmm. It must be kind of his way. don't live in Florida. Well, yeah, he's down in Florida, I think, isn't he? Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So so, 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 real quick, I know you have a few things to talk about. I uh, do. We have a guest on hold, so tell, yeah. Okay, so we need to, like, hurry this up, right? Okay. You can take your time. It's okay. 
I will take my time. No, I so knew you were going to do that. <laughs> hey, you set it up. I, I went there for the obvious joke. So um, I wanted to give a plug to um, my partner, Mark, and um, and his friend, Matt Comer. I just wanted to let you all know that he and Matt have come out with a new website called visitgaycharlotte.com. And I posted uh, and I shared the link out on my Facebook page, and it launches tomorrow. So if you guys are – if anybody in our listeners are listening and they're looking to make a trip to the Queen City, um, yes, it is actually called the Queen City, named after Queen Charlotte, and um, and, and me, of course. But um, – You'll have a wonderful resource um, for visiting Charlotte and try, and looking for all the um, all the gay friendly, the gay, the lesbian, the bisexual, the transgender, the all the all the happenings and the things that are going on in Charlotte, um, from museums to nightlife to the eats to um, the gay friendly places to stay. So check out the website tomorrow, August first. It's going live. And uh, be sure to check it out. They've been working really, really, really hard on it, and I'm so very proud of Matt, at least. So, um, so oh, no, I'm actually proud of Mark, too. <laughs> what is the web- but, what's the website one more time? VisitGayCharlotte.com. There you go. You how, can't forget how that. VisitGayCharlotte.com. VisitGayCharlotte.com. How simple is that? It's awesome. So, and they can anyway. like it on Facebook under Gay Charlotte. Yes, you can like it on um, on Facebook. It's Visit Gay Charlotte on Facebook. And if anybody sees me on Facebook, it's right there on my page. I've, um, I uh, I threw it out there uh, for people to like and to visit and to and to and to check it out. Cool. <sighs> Boy, that well, was a lot. Wasn't I wish. It? I wish. Yeah. Well, I wish Mark great, you know, success on that endeavor, and I hope it all works out. And go Gay Charlotte. <laughs> go Gay Charlotte. Woohoo! Visit GayCharlotte.com. Okay. Yeah, visit GayCharlotte.com. Exactly. I don't don't want to confuse anybody. (laughs) Well, you know, Charlotte is the queen city, and you live in the city of brotherly love. What does that tell you? I do. Right? What does that tell you? Huh? 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 Bunch of queers is what they are. Anyway. Right, right, right. All right, so let's welcome tonight's guest to the show. Um, Tonight we are going to speak with a gentleman by the name of Miracle Mike. Um, Miracle Mike. Miracle Mike Hennessy, and he's going to come on. He's a writer, an actor, comedian, a children's entertainer, and he's living with HIV, and he's going to come on and share his personal story of what it was like for him to feel like he was going to die because he didn't have, you know, a lot of time because he was diagnosed with AIDS, and then how he kind of all of a sudden built up his CD4 count, and now he has upgraded what he says to an HIV status instead of an AIDS status. So please help me welcome Mike Hennessy. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Well, well we haven't had you yet. I, oh yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm honored to be the last uh, uh, summer sleep here. This is great. Yeah, I mean, yeah this, this is, is great. This is sleep sleep, and, baby. So, so and bring I, and it I on. totally want to go to. I want to go to Gay Charlotte now. Don't you? I totally want to go fantastic. now. I'm gonna go look yeah. at it and check it out. I love it. You should. Yeah, absolutely. Go yeah. out there. Go check it out. It's it's a fantastic. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about you. No, no, no. no. We're here to talk about me. And and by the way, by the way, why are you stealing everybody's T cells? Uh, I'm not stealing them. They're actually giving them to me, which I've been very blessed for that to happen. It's uh, it was really great. The idea happened on a on a movie set, and people just joined in from all over the world. So it was uh, a pretty magical thing that happened, and it just happened. Okay, well, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. But so yes, he's a T cell thief, everybody. But anyway, <laughs> like Give I me said, a this, sweep people. this is sweeps week. You know, yes. Oprah does yes. her whole thing about child <laughs> abuse in South Africa. We can talk about stealing T cells. Right. <sighs> All right. So, Mike, tell us. Start off with tell us a little bit about what your life was like before you were diagnosed, and then tell us about how your diagnosis went. Sure. Um, I was actually working on the stock market in Boston, and uh, I lived in the North End, and I did some work with children as well, and and it was great. I, I had a really nice, comfortable life, 
I had some really great friends in Boston. And then um, I got I started getting sick in the spring of 1990, and they did every single test in the book on me. And I just looked at my doctor one day in July, and I said, "Ugh, just give me the test." <laughs> yeah, you know, I just I just had a feeling, you know, that's what it was. I mean, I they did mono, they did everything, and everything came back negative. And uh, I finally tested positive for something. You know, that was the upside of it. So I, we finally realized what it was, what was going on. So, you know, after like oh, three months, like all kinds of tests in and out of the hospital and stuff. So, and, uh, yeah, and that was actually on G- uh, August 13th, 1990, when I got the I got the news from my wonderful nurse practitioner, Jan, uh, in the north end of Boston. Ooh, wow. Now, what, so, how, now, how was the diagnosis delivered to you? Well, she said, you know, she said, well, I know you were kind of expecting this, but I want you to know that you are HIV positive. She was very solemn about it, and and I looked at her and said, well, can I be tested again? And she said, well, once you're HIV, you're HIV. I said, well, what about miracles from God? And she said, well, bring them on, bring them on. I, I'm all for those. Let's let's see it happen. And she was very supportive and very loving, and uh, yeah, it's. It was, uh, you know, it was surreal for me, and but I kind of was half expecting it because I knew that I hadn't been feeling well for a few months, and uh, mm-hmm. my my world seemed to just flip upside down in that moment. It was like a whole whole different view uh, in my life. Wow. Well, were you educated about it? Uh, I was. I actually, the funny thing was is that. I was like Mr. AIDS volunteer for like a year and a half before then. I actually um, uh, delayed starting a job on the stock market for a month because I was working on the AIDS walk in Boston. I did all the AIDS dances. I was I was like Mr. AIDS. You know, I, I volunteered all the time. And uh, and then, you know, so I, I really knew about it uh, already. And then there it was. Now I was uh, I was actually looking it in the face and was kind of like, okay, what do I do now? <laughs> so, so now you're really yeah. Mr. AIDS. What's that? I said now you're really Mr. AIDS. I know, right? Hello. <laughs> hey, hello. Give me the shirt. Give me the give me the, the bumper sticker here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? I yeah. CafePress.com is a great place. You can get all the bumper stickers you want. I know. We we love, love them. It. They make our T-shirts. But oh, that's another thing. Them. We'll talk about yeah. that later. Oh, yeah. excellent. Woohoo. So, yeah. so you get the diagnosis. You, What was your process? What did you do? Well, um, I went home uh, immediately and saw my mom and talked to her. She and I were very, very close, and uh, we held each other for about a half hour. And it was a lot of crying, and she, you know, just said, well, we knew this, we kind of figured this might be it. And uh, I just, uh, I actually turned to my friend Marin. I have a very dear friend in Boston named Marin Knight, and she is very active in the gay community out there, and she was very helpful to get me plugged in to some other uh, AIDS agencies, like the the one, the Fenway, the Fenway Health Clinic, and uh, and and her friend Michael Smith, who was, actually one of the first gay radio hosts on uh, a show called One in Ten back then. This was like, God, 21 years ago. And so I, I immediately kind of knew, you know, now that I am, i got to figure out what do I need to do now? What's the next step? And I was fortunate to be surrounded by people who were also educated about it, and they plugged me into some great people. And I had, a, I had two really good friends, Joey and Payson, and they were just so supportive. They you know, just gave me a celebration of life party, you know, after my diagnosis, and it was so powerful, and all these people came out to support me and love me and and just let me know that it's not the end. It's the beginning. It's the beginning of a new chapter (laughs) or a new book, a new book. Forget the chapter. It's a new book. Oh, not another prequel. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I you. I mean, yeah. we're, now we're having Rise of the Planet of the Apes this year. So we can live with that. Okay. Mike, what were your numbers like when you were first diagnosed? 
well, when I was first diagnosed, they were at they were at three thirty. So they were, you know, but back then it was like 21 years ago. It was still kind of, you know, she told me I had seven to nine years to live at that point. And, right. and because of that, I did start, I did start doing some stand-up comedy because I figured if I surrounded myself with laughter, I would literally make myself healthier. So every three months I went in to get a checkup and my T cells would went from 330 to like 650 and then to 970. And then after nine months, I walked in and, and Jan said, you know, they went up. And I said, yeah, bring it, bring it. What do we got? And I, I was up to 1170 at the end of the first year. And, you know, we were both crying. And, and she said, I want you to know that um, I, I left the church years ago. She was a, she's a wonderful lesbian woman. And she said, I left the church years ago. But because of I've been watching you for the last nine months and your faith and your belief that everything was going to be okay, she said, uh, my lover and I have gone back to church and we're now leaders in the gay church in Boston. And I looked at her and we were both bawling our eyes out. And I said, you know what? If the only reason for me to become HIV was to bring you back to who, to who you were and who you were supposed to be and your relationship with God, then... I could die today, and I'm a happy camper. It's all good. And we laughed, and we, you know, cried, and it was it was very intense. It was very amazing. But um, but I did find out that in the first year, the T cells do go up a lot. I mean, they just kind of balloon a little bit, and then you have to really start kind of watching them and where they're going, and you know, because they will start going down if you're not careful. Tis true. Tis true. Tis, tis, tis. <laughs> yes, it is. Usually the T cells go up when it's fighting an infection, and then they go way down. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, we won't bore people with the science because Robert will actually fall asleep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I get into the science side of the, the side of the thing, and he's like sound asleep by the five minutes into it. Right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What? 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 So like, right. Did, did, did you have like a good support group? Like, how did you find support? Uh, it it was definitely through friends. Uh, through some like my friend Marin introduced me to her her circle of friends that she knew in the gay community that that were also HIV. And the one guy, Michael, he really he encouraged me to do the comedy. He actually told me. I said, Well, I'm thinking about moving to LA. Because I really want to, if I'm going to die, whatever, I might as well do something big and die on stage. And he said, just go for it, honey. He's like, Dude, what do you got to lose? What are you going to, you know, I'd never been to L.A. I'd never done anything like that. And, uh, you know, and it was powerful. And then I also met at the Fenway Health Clinic, I met a gentleman who was doing um, education in the schools, the inner city schools in Boston. So I started volunteering and going around to the schools in Boston I created a rap artist called MC Condom, and I rewrote some MC Hammer songs and some Vanilla Ice songs, and I wore, I had condoms, like, all over my outfit and all over my hat. I wore condom necklaces, and, and I taught kids about safe sex through rap songs, and it was, uh, so it was educational for them, but also for me as well, and it was a very uplifting support for me. And, you know, it, it, I really appreciate those people who were there in the very beginning for me. Because if, if I didn't have them, I don't know what I would have done. It would have just been, all right, that's it. Hat thrown into the ring. <laughs> so. Wow, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, I, I think it's always amazing what um, this little HIV thing, this little diagnosis does for, for us. Because it really does kind of kick us in the ass and say, you know what? Get off your rear end and go do something with yep. your life. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and I have to tell you, you know, I mean, my uh, my life became, and we can get into that more, but my life became absolutely extraordinary after that, a, after everything, and and being encouraged by my friends. And there was a guy named, uh, his name is Billy Masters. He's actually here in L.A. now. Uh, the three of us used to hang out all the time in Boston, and we did all the benefits, and we started doing even, you know, more fundraisers and you know so and he's actually out here and he was very supportive as well and it's you know live just live don't don't stop living you know yeah. you just gotta enjoy the life and uh 
that you that you've been given, and don't poo poo it. <laughs> you know, you know you're absolutely it. right. It's it's and and this is going to sound terribly gay and cliche, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> As Auntie Mame always said, life is. Uh, let's see, life. Oh crap! What is it? It's um. Now life, I forgot the damn thing. And most sons of bitches are starving to death. Thank you. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. And it's the you know, other and, thing and that and HIV I, does. It doesn't. I can't remember half the shit that I'm trying to say. It's so right. sad. <laughs> it's uh, blame it on the drugs. Blame it on the drugs. No, um, I blame the AIDS. I blame everything yeah, on the AIDS. Right. <laughs> I have no idea. I was given lemonade, and I just I, I was given lemons. Yeah. I made lemonade for lemonade, everybody. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. It's, right. it's, it's yeah. and if you're right. It's cliche, but it's true. It, it really is, is true. true. It just you you make the decision whether to live an ordinary, mundane life or to have an extraordinary life. And I I you know my life was pretty routine up till then, and not anymore. <laughs> I haven't had a routine life ever since. You know, uh, Mike, um, I, I just got a tweet from somebody asking me if you could um, do one of your rap songs about condoms and safe sex. Uh, yeah, let me see. God, that was 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, well, I know, like, the, the one, the chorus of it was, we have safe sex. Safe, safe sex. Safe. We have safe sex because we, we want to live another day. We have safe sex. Safe, safe sex. Save. We have safe sex so we can live another day. And then and then I would have the kids dance to the song. It was absolutely hysterical. I had like eight kids come up, four girls and four boys, and they would, because we kind of copied MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm going to bring MC Condom back. You know, I think he needs to be mm-hmm. revived. It's It's been a yeah. long time, but I think he needs to come back. But I'm bummed. No pun intended. Well, you know what? As much as as much as Vanilla Ice has copied everybody else, right? Yeah, right. Hello. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I cut you off. What were you saying? You were saying something truly like amazing and prophetic, enlightening and enlightening. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, just just that you know. I I had a very basic, nice, quiet life, and you know I had nice. I have great. I had great friends. I had a nice job. I had a nice, you know, beautiful place in the north end of Boston. I loved it, and and my whole world was literally turned upside down. And uh, and my life ever since then has been, it's been pretty extraordinary. I mean, I've gotten to meet some remarkable people, present company included. And, you know, like George Clooney and Tom Hanks and Liz Taylor and Barbara Streisand, you know, like just to name a few, you know what I mean? Excuse me, I just dropped the name. Hold on. Let me pick it up. But, you know, I've gotten to meet these people because I was diagnosed and I decided to come out and have a life-changing experience. And, you know, I I didn't think I'd be around this long, to be honest. I I thought the the 10-year mark was like, okay. I, I, I'm here. I'm ready. Take me. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I'm thrilled that I'm still here 21 years later. You know, August 13th will be 21 years exactly that I was diagnosed. So I'm absolutely wow. thrilled. Now I can really? drink. Now my HIV can drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. You just made me feel really old because you were diagnosed <laughs> when again? 1990. That was 21 years ago. 24. Wasn't it? I was 24. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I didn't mean to make wow. you feel old. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It just it just all of a sudden to say 21 years ago and was 1990 and I know okay, I'm gonna go cry now. Excuse yeah. me. I'm gonna yeah. put myself on mute and go sob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Mike, tell us a little bit about um, you know I I. You know, I, in 1997, you lost your mother, um, yes. and that was yes. after your diagnosis. Can you tell us a little bit how that kind of pushed you into um, what you do now? Yes. Well, I, uh, my mom, my, I flew my mom out here a couple of times, and my mom was very overweight, and I flew her out here a couple of times to visit for a month at a time, and I wanted to – she was very young. 
she had me when she was 19. She just turned 19, and I came out six days later. And uh, and I wanted her to come out here, but her health wasn't wasn't really doing well. So she passed away in June of uh, 97, and she was my best friend, and she still is in so many ways. And uh, mm-hmm. um, the stress of it, it just I, I got really sick for the first time ever. I hadn't taken any meds up to that point, like for seven years. I took no AZT. I didn't take anything at all. Uh, I was just living life and doing my thing. And, you know, and, and when she passed, I got really stressed out. And then I was having trouble breathing and I was losing weight. And I went in to see my doctors and, and they said, you know, dude, you, you got AIDS. I'm like, what? 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 what the? What? You know, I was like, how did that happen? Right. And then that's when I realized that, uh, hello, the two are connected. That's why they call it disease. You know, it's your right. your your mind and your body is not at e- it's not at ease anymore. And the stress really it brought in the first diagnosis, and I had pneumonocystis, and they treated it for a few weeks. I made a little hospital visit, and then I was fine. And then my grandmother passed away, who also raised me. I was raised by both my grandmother and my mother. Um, she passed away in March of uh, 98. So it was like a double whammy within a year. And that just sent me over the edge, stress-wise. And it really, I, I lost like 20 pounds in like a month. And I was down to 109 pounds by the end of June of uh, 98. And and they, I actually heard the doctor say, you know, I had no medical insurance, and I heard the doctor say, uh, you know, he's going to be dead in a week anyway. Just let him have it. Give him Medi Medi. And I'm thinking, uh, uh, yes, I have insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I knew I could get it. <laughs> you know, I know I but I came back. I was like, bitches. That's right. Hey, bitches. Hey. You know, hey. So, so you, 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 I, I'm going to kind of spring us forward just a little bit. I mean, sure, yeah, your, do your, it. Yeah, go, go, go. Your, your mom and your grandmother passed. You yep. found out that you had full blown AIDS. Yeah. Then, I, I'm intrigued about I because I kind of want to get to the um the T cell feeling. Yes, yes, okay, yes. good, okay. Yes. So, I, so, so, so I was how on, did that whole thing come about? Okay, I was working on the set of a movie called Chuck and Larry with uh, uh-uh. Adam Sandler. Yeah, I, I'm in the trailer. I'm in the trailer with, with Kevin James and Adam Sandler. I'm the I'm the gay pride parade leader with Adam and Kevin. So if you look at the trailer, you'll see me marching alongside them. I, I had it. the best time. It was two of the most amazing weeks I've ever had in my life. And while I was on the set, I was promote. I I started I started a charity two weeks before to collect recyclables for the homeless called OneCan.org, and we 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 actually create gold bins to collect bottles and cans and give them to the homeless. And to date, we've given away over 850,000 recyclables, like directly to the homeless, and then they take them and cash them in. So while I was on the set, it really picked up. And I was telling people my story, and I would bring bubbles and magic and games to the sets, and I'd make people play. Because, you know, there's 300 of us sitting around, and they're kind of bored. And I wanted to make it fun. I wanted to make it a fun experience. Then I would tell people my, my real story towards the end of the day. I would say, well, you know what? I'm a 16-year age survivor at that time. This was 2006. And I said, um, I, said I had, I, at the time, I had, like, 24 T-cells, and I explained to people that the average person has 13 to 1,400, and people would say, well, what can I do? What can I do? And I'd say, well, can you give me one of yours? And then people (laughs) would laugh, and they'd say, sure. And they would mind, like, taking it off of their body, and they would give it to me, and they'd give me a hug. And they would say, I love you. Thank you for sharing your story. And I had these big bodybuilder guys, like, crying. They They were straight guys, and they were crying. They were blown away by my story, and they said, I wish I could do something, and I said, this is what you can do. So I, I, after about three months of that, I thought, I think there's something to this tea party. And I thought, why don't I just start asking people, like, everywhere I go for tea? So I, 
I was volunteering at a school in Glendale uh, with about 300 sixth graders, and I was telling them about recycling. And the teacher asked me to, and I brought in some gold bins for them, and they, and they actually collected like 7,000 recyclables, like just this, these like three classes there. They were amazing. And she asked me to tell them about HIV and AIDS. So I became an AIDS educator to a group of sixth graders, and they wanted to know about the tea cells and the tea party. And I told them, and they said, we want to make you teas. So they made over 300 teas for me, amazing, beautiful teas. And they're like the letter T's, and they represent mm-hmm. T-cells. And, and it was just amazing. And then I launched the website August 13th, 2007. Like I wanted to launch it on the birthday, you know, the anniversary of my diagnosis. Uh, and I launched it, and it was actually on a thing called MySpace at the time. I know, I'm uh-huh. dating myself, I know. <laughs> and uh, but I saw it's Mike's com, and I got responses from all over the country, and people were like emailing me saying, "Thank you so much for letting me be part of your healing process. I don't even know you. My friend of a friend of a friend told me about you, and I read your story, and I was so moved. And this guy in Iraq sent me a he made me a tea a tea in Iraq, and he emailed it to me and. And it was just amazing. And the the tea that is on our our logo was the very first tea that I ever got. And it was from a woman in Nebraska, again, a total stranger, never met her before in my life. And she, again, they, these people were saying, I they believe that healing should be a communal thing. And that really launched me into agreeing with that and saying, I think everyone's healing should be a community thing. It should it should be about supporting each other and loving each other and being there for each other and lifting each other up when you're feeling down. That's what we're here for, you know. There's seven billion people on the planet. We're not here to ignore, uh, you know, all of them. You know, we're here to be a part of a big family. You know, I have a huge family to meet up there. You know, I want seven billion cheese. That's what I want. That's my goal. I want one for everybody all over the world. You know. <laughs> And and so, so people have collected over over three thousand over three thousand teas from all over the world right now. And okay, so uh, and, somebody wants and to I send know you a tea, Mike. They can go right to your website, MikeTeaParty.com, and send you their tea. Yes, and it's Mike Mike's like M I K E S, and then the letter T Party P A R T Y dot com. Yes, and uh, they can send me, and then we upload them at least once a month. We upload all the new teas, and and. Uh, on World AIDS Day, I actually donated my tea party to the Life Group LA. I don't know if you're familiar with the Life Group LA or not. Uh, Sunny Rose, um, yeah. she does the Sat- Saddle Up LA every year. Yeah. Um, and and so I donated my tea party to her, so I could we actually create T-shirts now, and we have like all these beautiful teas on T-shirts, and we sell them to raise awareness. Uh, and to raise money and to educate and to, you know, to raise to raise money for uh, the Life Group LA, who is ama- they're just so amazing because they've really helped me so much to really have more of a, an awareness of having a life, like living with HIV, not just having HIV, but having a, an extraordinary and full life. And she's really helped me to to realize that. I, I met her in uh, 2007. Or 2006, yeah, 2006, and she changed my life. She really helped me to know that I could have a life, you know. At the time, I had AIDS, so she said, you can have a full life whether you have AIDS or HIV. You know, you don't have to be like, oh, no, whatever, you know. So I, I'm really, really grateful for that. Wow. Oh, I think that that's awesome. You know, one of the um, other things that um, was something that the average person with HIV would not do would be to share their story on a national news channel. And I know that's something that you did. What made you want to go and share your news, your story with Fox News? Um, well, I, I was, uh, I, I was actually called, the, the woman called me at four o'clock on that day. I was actually doing a pirate show, a, a pirate party. Uh, and I got a Sorry. call from her and Hold I on. thought, wait, 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 wait. Yes. <laughs> you want to back up? 
He heard pirate party. I do I do pirate parties for a living. I actually teach at a pirate camp. I have a pirate camp that I run. Uh, I have about oh 600 God. little pirates running around the city of L.A. right now. And I teach them how to walk like a pirate, talk like a pirate, and to, uh, to make maps and build treasure chests and go on treasure hunts. And, yeah, it's, so it's really fun. I have the best. I have the time of my life. It's, it's great. I'm you know, biting my tongue. I'm biting my tongue. I'm biting my tongue. Oh. Is this something you do with kids? This is something you do with kids, right? Yes, but I, I have, I do, because I, I do mystery shows, and I do murder mysteries for adults as well. Oh, and wow. if they go to the Tea Party, there's a site, there's a link to my site on the Tea Party as well. They can check out what I do as well. And, and I actually, on that, if, on that note, if I can mention, I, I wrote a book about it, literally. I wrote, the, I wrote a book about giving a, an amazing um, mystery show, a mystery scavenger hunt, because I've done over 13,000 of them. And all the proceeds are going to benefit uh, the tornado victims in Joplin, uh, Missouri and in Springfield, Massachusetts. So, if and people can when they go to the site, they can see that. Um, but so to go back to the the Fox News. So I got the call, and the woman said she had heard my heard about my story, and she was very moved, and she wanted to know if I could be interviewed. So I called her back, and I I was like, sure. I go when you want to interview me. She said, oh, we have to be at your house in two hours. I was like, oh, 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 okay, break out the rumba, you know, and I, and I said, absolutely. I, I felt, I, I have to be honest, I was a little nervous because I do work with children, and I was a little nervous about it, but I thought, you know what, this is what I'm here for. I'm here to share my story of healing with the world, to let people know that it's not the end, it's the beginning, that they can have whatever kind of life that they choose to have. And I really wanted to share my story, and I thought, what a, what a extraordinary opportunity! It was the 30th anniversary of, of the discovery of AIDS on June 5th, and I thought I, I, I was honored. I was honored because they could have called anyone in LA. There's so many people in LA that are living with the disease, and uh, and I was absolutely blown away, and I was honored to, to be a part of that. And she came over and with her with her uh, cameraman and filmed me in my backyard and and it was very powerful for me and I, I was you know I, I lost it a couple of times in the interview I you know was crying a little bit and uh, it was just an amazing amazing experience for me and then the funny thing was that when she left she said she said it was supposed to be an interview it was supposed to be um, a piece about the memorial going on for you know, the 30th anniversary, she said, but she pitched in the meeting in the morning. She said, I, I, I heard about this guy. He has an amazing story. I think we should bring in a human side to the anniversary. And her producer said, go for it. So she told me when she left, she said, um, I don't know how long your segment's going to be. It's probably only going to be, it's going to be very short because it's going to be more about the anniversary. So when I saw the piece, I thought, Holy cow! I was like, it's all about me. <laughs> I was really, I was really moved. I was really moved that it was a two and a half interview about my journey, and I, I was touched and honored and blown away that uh, that they, you know, shared. They put out all the good points and shared my my ecstatism. Is that a word? Ecstatism. It is now. You, you, it you is did now. It we just created on. Absolutely. On Radio. <laughs> That's right. So I just want to remind our listeners that it is about 20 minutes to 10. Um, we are uh, speaking with Miracle Mike and talking about his story. Um, and we wanted to let everybody know that it is we have, we are opening up the phone lines. And if you want to call in and talk to Miracle Mike yourself, um, hit the number to call is 347-215-9442. Oh. So... Uh, hey, could yeah, I, I tell people how to find me on Facebook too? Yeah. No. Oh, please, pretty please, with sugar on top. <laughs> okay, only if you ask me like a pirate. Arr, can I be telling the people how to find me on Facebook, matey? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> please. <laughs> uh, it's very simple. On Facebook, my page is Miracle Mike. And if they well, look, on, look for Miracle Mike on Facebook, they'll find me. 
uh, or my name, Mike Hennessy, but Miracle Mike is my Miracle page, and uh, and I'm on Twitter under I am Miracle Mike, and YouTube under I am Miracle Mike as well. And I do have a page, I am Miracle Mike.com, but it won't be for another another week. So, but uh, but yeah, it's all. I just I want to get the word out and just encourage people that you know just don't give up and to don't listen to what the doctors say unless it's good news. <laughs> and just believe that uh you know that they can they can make it like Mary Tyler Moore. Absolutely. Not like her, but you know, but yes. take the hat, flip it up. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a wonderful uh uh manager named uh uh Nairi who I hooked up with because she's actually a cancer survivor and she heard my story as well through a friend of hers and she said, That's it, I'm with you I want to help you. I want to. I want to do this with you together. And she's been an amazing support system for me the last couple of uh, weeks. And uh, but my biggest, I have to give a shout out to my partner Bob, who you know for eight. We've been together eight years on October 11th, and and if he hasn't been around for the last eight years, I don't know you know where I would be. He's been there for everything in the last eight years for me, and uh, I just I love him so much, and he's been such a great support support for me and I really appreciate that. Hi Bob. He's listening Hi, Bob. in the next room, so <laughs> now okay, so a little bedroom talk. Do you do you talk to Bob like like a pirate every now and again? Uh I did in the beginning but he got over it pretty quick. He's actually come <laughs> out and helped me a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he, do you chase him he around the house going, I'm let me you find know. your booty? Yes, and walk the plank, you know. Mm-hmm. Ah. Arr, yeah. Let me see your booty. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay. And, uh, All right. Oh, wait. It's a children's show. It's a kid's show. It's a family show. I can't talk like that. Right. Well, Mike, since exactly. you're a, yeah. a fan of um, Pirates, uh, I would love for you to go check out our friend, if you haven't already, uh, Bowers at OnePuffPirate.com. Who is it? His name is Bowers. Go to OneToughPirate.com. Oh, okay. I think he. I think he funded me on Twitter. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Yeah, he's uh, amazing. And you're just a pirate fan, and you you do the talk. I thought you would appreciate another activist. Arg. I do the talk and I walk it. the walk when I get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually. Uh, I actually. One of my most famous uh, pirate customers was actually Michelle Pfeiffer. Who actually, really? Uh, she when I was dying in '98. Can I tell the story? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's your show. Okay. In '98, it was July of '98, and I was uh, I was 109 pounds. My friend Jordan was with me, uh, lying by lying by my bed. It was like, oh, I I was very you know Sunset Boulevard, you know, like oh, I'm dying, I'm dying, and uh, and I got a phone call on my mystery line from a woman named Michelle Kelly. And she said, I heard you're the greatest children's performer in the world. I have to have you for my, my son's pirate party, yada, yada, yada. So I called her. We talked five times on the phone, had no idea who it was. I was talking to Michelle Kelly the whole time. And then I go, I get a call two days before the party. The nanny says, I'm calling about Michelle Pfeiffer's party on Sunday. And I go, I'm not doing Michelle Pfeiffer's party on Sunday. I'm doing Michelle Kelly. <gasps> I'm doing Michelle Pfeiffer. I've been talking to Michelle Pfeiffer for a month on the phone. <laughs> so I get there, and I look at her, and I go, you know, you look familiar. You look like that movie star, um, Cameron Diaz. Did anyone ever tell you that? <laughs> she goes, no. My sister gets that all the time, though. She goes, I get Sharon Stone. I go, honey, I love Sharon, but you're no Sharon. You're, uh, you're, yeah, I love you more. And we had the best time, and now every time I see her and David Kelly, my captain name is Captain Big Mo. Don't go there, because <laughs> I'm very loud, and I'm very boisterous. And so every time I see them out at an event, they'll always say, it's Captain Big Mo, Captain Big Mo. And they, yeah, I, I love Michelle, and I love David. They're such great people, and I shared my story with them three years ago, and they were very moved. I came out of the AIDS closet, you know, to them. And they were very moved that I told them that I had literally been out of the hospital for a week 
and I did their party <laughs> in August of '98. <laughs> you could have you could have knocked me over with a feather because I was like 115, 20 pounds. You know, it was, but it was an amazing experience. Wow, that's awesome. So you live in you live in California. If people want to contact you to come do their kids' parties, um, they can either do that either you said through your the Mike's Tea Party or is there a specific website that they can go to? Yes, yeah, and the Mike's Tea Party, there's a link to my my party is uh Mystery Mysteries by Mike. And it's mysteries with an I E S by Mike dot com. Um and yeah, I've I've done over thirteen thousand shows in California and, and again would never have done that had I not had HIV. And uh, you know, I mean it's been an amazing journey for me and I came out here to do comedy and to work with children and I've had the most extraordinary life. I, I, I got to do Liz Taylor's party for Easter like eight years ago and I, I just loved it. I had the most magical time there. Carrie Fisher stole my stole my scepter. <laughs> you know, she gave me a hard time. You know, but uh, she was great. I mean, I had such a fun time. You know, and I I really have fun. I love what I do, and you know, and I am an actor. I I'm actually actively seeking roles to portray HIV and AIDS characters because I I talked to some guy on the on the set of the ER once, and I in production I said have you ever had an actor with AIDS playing a character with AIDS? And he said, well, we always have characters with AIDS all the time. And I said, yeah, but have you ever had an actor with AIDS or HIV play these characters? And he said, no. And I said, well, hello. I got like 17 years experience, dude. Hire me. Hire me. I can do it. I know I can do this, you know? So right. that's that's kind of one of my big goals. So I, I really want to portray it, genuinely portray a person living with HIV, you know, and, and yeah, get rid of the stigma, get rid of the fear that, that people have. and You know, that's one of the things that we talk about a lot on the show, Mike, is how the shows, that, that when you see people with HIV on TV that are portrayed in movies, they're always these skinny, scrawny people that are dying. You know yes. what I mean? Like when you watch Philadelphia, you went through, and like it always seems like by the end of the movie, you're with a box of Kleenex on your lap and the guy dies or the girl dies. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And yeah. it's so hard to get people, a survivor story out there, people not dying and still be portrayed in a movie of somebody living with HIV. So I think if you're able to do that, that's great. Yeah, you know, and I was able to, I stood up, because I'm, I'm SAG and after and stuff, I stood up at a SAG meeting last year. Uh, they were talking about it was a gay, lesbian, transgender uh, meeting for the union, and they were talking about having more visible gay people in the meet, in you know, in TV and in film. And I was the last person to speak at the panel. And the guy, um, oh, what's his name? I'm going to kick myself for not remember his name. He's a producer of Glee, uh, an African American man, very cool name. I can't believe I can't remember his name now. But anyway, I, I stood up and I said, I I am a 20-year survivor of AIDS, and I said, I want to have more genuine portrayals of people with HIV and AIDS on television and in film. And I, you know, spoke for like five minutes in the room. There's like 300 people in it, and it was very powerful. And I got a standing ovation, and people thanked me for having courage. And I said, well, I don't have courage. I'm just being honest. I said, there's not genuine portrayals of me on TV. You know, I want to have AIDS like me. You know, I want to do an AIDS like me thing on TV. You know, and uh, so I'm, I am actively working on that. And my manager Nairi is also putting together some stuff for me. And uh, you know, I, 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 I was told originally not to come out in Hollywood. I had these, you know, I, I, I love them. They're not really friends anymore. But I had these people. You know, in my life before, say, don't ever talk about having HIV. Don't ever tell people you have AIDS. You'll never work in Hollywood. You'll never, 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 never. And then, I, so I didn't. I was terrified. I was like, I'm in the HIV AIDS closet. I ain't never coming out. And uh, and then when George Clooney gave his speech at the Oscars in 2006 about how proud he was that Hollywood was the first community to embrace people with HIV and AIDS. They did not, like, shun them. They embr- I literally started bawling my eyes out. I'd never cried watching the Oscars, ever, ever. I was bawling my eyes out. I got online that night, and I opened up a MySpace account, 
and I came out of the AIDS closet because of that speech. And I just said, you know what, I am just burst and open the door. And then I met Sonny like a month later, and I started speaking everywhere, sharing my story and encouraging people not to give up. Don't let people put you in the AIDS closet because there's a gay closet and there's an HIV and AIDS closet. You know, and there's people online saying, only date neg, only neg. Oh, you know, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. You're missing out because, you know, right. pause people have the most fabulous lives. We are, we are like, we are like, you know, we, we, we get it. We know how to live. And, you know, it's, and I feel bad for those people who just shun, you know, the, 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 I'm sorry to get on my soapbox here, but the, you know, the, the HIV phobia in the gay community, it just, it, 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 it upsets me sometimes to hear it and to see it and to witness it. And I want to get rid of that. I want to help get rid and you guys are doing that. And I want to thank you for that to, for putting out such a positive, pun intended, you know, amazing right. show yeah. every week. And, uh, yeah, you, know, you know, it's like enough, you know, the homophobia, this positophobia. You know, we need to get rid yeah. of it in, in our own gay community. You know, it needs to be, it yeah. needs to be eliminated. Stop being, stop there in the pause, people. We're okay. We don't right. bite unless you want us to. <laughs> no, no, I totally agree, Mike, because, you know, a lot of, a lot of the stigma, the stigma is worse, I think, in the gay community against the HIV yep. community. Yeah, it is. The straight or heterosexual is. community. You yeah. Know, they, they seem to, like you said, shun us or they won't, won't date somebody that's paused. But if you yep. are HIV positive and you're listening <laughs> to the show, people are out there that will date you who are HIV negative. You don't have to date somebody that's positive. If it's more comfortable for you because it makes you more yep. secure with your status, then do it. Yeah. You don't have to. Don't, yeah. limit, don't limit love. That's all I can say. Exactly. Well, you know, and let me tell you, there was a guy, this guy, John, I wish I remembered his last name, but I dated him before I was positive, and, you know, we dated for three or four, three or four dates, and he's amazing and fun and hot and sexy, and a funny, funny, creative guy in Boston, and he had the talk with me one, you know, on our fourth date, and he said, I want you to know that I'm HIV positive. And I looked at him, I said, eh, that's okay, it doesn't bother me. I said, I don't judge you. I, I think you're amazing. And the, the fact that I appreciate it and I love that you shared that with me. And, and I told him, whatever happens to me happens to me. He, he's not the one who gave it to me, by the way, too. But, but I had no judgment of him at all because I, I, I know that whatever happens to me in my life, it's, it, it, is for my, it is for my good. Whatever happens to me, I'm going to turn it around. You know, I'm not going to let it, I'm not going to let it get me down. You know, I'm not going to, you know, like that song, I get back, I get knocked down, but I get up again. And, and, um, and, and that didn't stop me. And we still dated. It didn't work out, but it wasn't because he was positive. It just didn't work out, you know, and he's a great guy, you know, and I, and I just, uh, it, it really taught me that lesson. So then when I became positive, I did start meeting guys who were negative that were negative about it. And I just said, you know what? <laughs> but you're right. There are amazing negative guys out there that, that will date positive guys because they know we got it going on, baby. we got it going on. <laughs> i got the cure right here. <laughs> hey, it's funny. So, so, you know, one of the things that a lot of people have issues with is disclosing uh, to, like, their partners or if they meet somebody new. Um, I'm assuming that, you know, you were diagnosed before you met your partner, Bob, now. How is that yes. discussion with you when you disclosed to him? Uh, well, fortunately, uh, I met him at an AIDS breakfast. Uh, I met him through uh, Sin, Sin Los Angeles, Strength and Numbers, who I just oh, yeah. love, 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 Brian Levinson. I love and adore oh, him. Oh, yeah, we love him, and, too. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So he, I was, my my friend Danny uh, kept encouraging me to go to these breakfasts and stuff, and I'm like, eh, I don't, you know, is it like a support group? They all sit around and complain. It's like, I, I'm not like that. You know, I, like, I don't want he said, no, 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 it's just a group of guys having breakfast. And I and I'm, I kid you not, guys, I walked in the door at the French Market in L.A., in West Hollywood. I looked across the room. He was sitting at the end of the table. And I, I locked, I saw his eyes, and I said, I'm going to marry that man. <laughs> I knew the instant I saw him. I was just like, you know, I, 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 I knew. He, he was just 
such great energy coming from him, and he, he has the most dreamy eyes. If you see his photo on Facebook, you, you've seen it. And he's just a great guy. And uh, so fortunately, I didn't have to go through a disclosure thing because it was just uh, already given. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, That's one so, of the things that so, us activists, me, Jeremy, and you, we are already out like that. It's something that we don't have to have that discussion. Sorry, Jeremy. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I was. He, you mentioned the French Quarter and um, for that French market, I should say. And and I have. <laughs> it just brought back a shocking memory. <laughs> I used to live in 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 LA. I grew up out there. And, oh, okay. Um, and, and I will never forget this. I was working retail, and I was working retail for none other than um, the International Mail. Yes. Oh, girl, I love that store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and um, <laughs> Rip Taylor came in, <laughs> and I kid you not, he took me to dinner. The man is, like, old enough to be, like, my great-grandfather, and he takes me to dinner. <laughs> and he takes me to dinner. Where? At the French Market. French Market. French Quarter. Yep. French Market, yeah. yeah. French Quarter. Yep. Yep. Right there. We. I remember the table we sat at and everything, and I'm like, I cannot believe I'm having dinner with Rip Taylor, and he's coming on to me hard. <laughs> Anyway, so so you just said it. I love it that. Went in, it, 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 it just, it's funny how those little things trigger your mind. Yes, yes. They bring back the sensory, sensory thing there. I love that. I love oh, that. God. Oh, man. Right. Well, we are actually we are down to the last uh, couple minutes. So, um, Mike, I just want to get out all your contact. People can find you on Facebook under Miracle Mike. They can find you on Twitter at I Am Miracle Mike. And they yes. can also yep. visit your fabulous tea party website at Mike's lettertparty.com. Yes, yes. And I just want to encourage everyone, please, uh, positive people out there, come out of the come out of the positive closet, please. Don't don't stay in the closet. You know, there's a gay closet, there's a positive closet. We need to not have a closet. I, I want to walk in. You know what I mean? It's like you don't be ashamed. Don't let anyone make you feel ashamed. And you know, and, and I allowed people to make me feel shameful about it for a, a number of years, and I, I ain't going there no more. You know, I'm 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 proud and pause, and I'm here to make a difference in the world as much as I can. And I really I love that you guys have me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, well, we, we love having you on. Anytime, I'd love to come back anytime and visit. And we're okay. going to send you our keys. Yes. I mean, oh, yeah. And the other goal, too, I have is I want to get celebrities. So talk to Mr. Jack about that, too. I want to have oh. celebrities, like celebrities, create teas for me to help raise awareness, like Madonna, Jack, you know, people that are well-known who can actually really design, like, a really fun tea and help us get the word out, like Kathy Griffin, like anybody, any any wonderful celebrity who's supportive of AIDS and HIV. You know, I want to, I want to get them on board too. So I'm just putting that out there, putting that out there too. No, it sounds great. Um, uh, I I wish you tons of luck, and I'm going to send you our keys, and I'll put a post up on uh, the Posi and Social Network, and have people send you their keys as well. You are awesome. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Have a I love you guys. Night. Love you too. Thank Take you. Care. You too. Bye. Bye. Remember, folks, you can visit Miracle Mike's website at www.mikesteaparty.com. Um, um, awesome, awesome, awesome. So, uh, Jeremy, you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, I do want to make sure I didn't lose you. Um, no, you didn't lose me. Great. No, awesome. Um, we know we're down to the last 90 seconds, so I just want to remind everybody we are taking off for the month of August. Uh, we may do some uh, special events during August or some shows that may not be, um, you know, just stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at PauseIM. Jeremy is... Um, Oh, I can't spell yours because you got eyes and E's missing and crap. So go to uh, Bob I am on Twitter and you can follow. There's a link on our description there to follow. Are you looking? Oh, you, you mean mine on Twitter? It's P O Z I. Let's see, I T I V L. 
Y S. Well, that's fine. If they just go to the Pause I Am one, they'll find it. There we go. There it goes. You put it in the chat room. And you can also find more information on Jeremy and read his fabulous blog. Um, that is updated often at PositivelySpeaking.com. That's Positively with a Z. And you can find more information on myself and the radio show, and you can become a member of the POSIM social network at POSIM.com. Um, I want to thank you all for tuning in, and we will return on September in September. So, um, Jeremy, have a great uh, summer off, and I'm sure we'll touch base throughout August. I'm sure we will. Yes, yeah, so have a great night, and I will see you too. You too. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. Good night. Good night. Figured I spit it like I actually have HIV. That way people will listen. 500,000 people just died from it, and awareness is what I stand for. I'm still standing better than I ever did. With that HIV. With that HIV. Get tested. Make sure you're not infected. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.